Get yourselves ready for a jam-packed one hour. The finest NHL content you can find on iTunes, Spotify, Sportsnet 590, The Fan, Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Josh Santos pushing all the right buttons, and Sammy McKee. I kind of teased it last night, tracking down Nazem Kadri. Later on in the show, we'll go to him. Just a quick question for you guys. How drunk do you think he'll sound? <laughs> uh, what, how, how many hours removed are we from, from the action? <laughs> I don't know, but it, it would be fun. All interviews for the next week should be done with a blood alcohol content monitor just so we know how seriously <laughs> to take what they're saying. Sammy, listen to me for one second, okay? okay. During this interview, I just want you to uh, remove the the leaf thing for a second and just sit back and enjoy it can you do that i don't think you can do it best i'll do my absolute best i think there's always going to be there's always going to be something coming back that relates to the leafs but uh, one thing you're going to want to uh be ready for because i'm coming at him is that now famous post game that we will remember for a very long time Kiss my ass. Who was he? Who was he talking to, boys? Who was he? Who did he have in mind? That that question's coming. And you're not going to want to miss that. So later on in the show, Naz Kadri on Real Kipper and Born. But we got to talk a little bit because there's still... Still some meat on the bone when it comes to that fantastic Stanley Cup final and and now the list of injuries. Uh, Yesterday I was on Tim and Friends uh, and Tim brought it up on uh, the injuries and how much we ask of the players and does someone need to be there to protect them more with how much they sacrifice and where where it all ends up for them short and long term um do you want to go to uh, julian breezebaugh first on uh on the list of injuries or just uh essentially where where the pain is deepest uh, for his tampa bay lightning let's go to that one first and then we'll react the pain is deep uh i'm trying to put on a brave face but we uh, no one gets to the stanley cup final not to win the cup you get to the stanley cup final to bring home the cup and especially this year when we had a once in a lifetime opportunity to win three straight Stanley Cups so uh, obviously everyone is disappointed this morning uh, at the same time as the general manager of this organization I could not have asked for an iota more from our players our coaches and our staff Colorado has an awesome team but so do we and uh, along the way um, Although we're disappointed right now that we can't say mission accomplished this season, our players and our coaches and our staff, again, they've made so many sacrifices along the way and delivered so many strong performances, especially at key moments uh, during this playoff run to uh, get us to the final. And I think at the end, uh, we made Colorado earn that championship. So I'm hoping that none of them have any regrets because I don't think they could have offered us any more than they did. How good is this guy, JB, as a general manager? Oh, I mean, unbelievable. Has, isn't it? Has he not won GM of the year once? Isn't that a thing? It <laughs> is incredible. a thing. 
That's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, he, he gets it, right? He's done unbelievable to recognize the position his team is in. And, um, you know, there may be some pain in the years ahead because they spent some assets to add to it. But he's given his team the best chance years and years in a row. He's just such a, like a Bond villain to me. Has he ever undone the top button on that suit coat? He's the most seriously <laughs> buttoned up looking dude. I don't know, man. I'm impressed by Julian Brisebois. So I was just watching the audio this watching the, the video this morning, grabbing the audio for the show. That guy, that guy's a killer. Like he was so upset, you know. Like he was working his way into the into the media availability, talking about stuff. But you could just see it in his eyes. Like there were some tears in his eyes. He was had that serious look on his face. That guy, yeah. I, I feel like I want him to strap up and play on my team. <laughs> like he just looks like a beast. I don't know. I there is something about that guy that has a real, real serious tone. I like the Bond villain comparison. <laughs> Injuries are a thing this time of year and it it, it follows usually uh closely on on teams that lose right and you know not to get into a a, a pun here but it's a bit of a crutch at times to justify <laughs> or explain <laughs> why you lost it is yes. it's a thing it's yes. a natural thing but can we recall ever uh a series or a final having the list of casualties like this one, particularly and like, with Tampa. And, yeah. uh, you know, JB, you want to you wanna go first or you want to hear uh, Julian Brisebois talk about the list first? Yeah, I, I just want to quickly note that, you know, a lot of people or a few people have noted to, in my mentions after our show said, like, hey, Colorado was hurt too. And, you know, without Sammy Gerard and Nachushkin's foot and Kadri's thumb and yada, 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 there are tons of injuries, so they absolutely get credit too. But, man, this Tampa team was, was pretty taped together. Let, let's go to Breezebois and get the, the list of what was going on with that team. Going into the playoffs, Belmar already had a meniscus injury. Uh, that's going to get cleaned up arthroscopically in the coming days. Anthony Sorelli suffered uh, a shoulder AC joint sprain in the New York series. And then the other shoulder was dislocated in the Colorado series. Uh, he's being evaluated today by specialists, so we'll know more in the coming days if that, that will require surgery or not. Brandon Hagel had a foot fracture in the Florida series. Nikita Kucherov had an MCL sprain uh, in the Colorado series. Nick Paul had a shoulder AC joint sprain in the New York series and an MCL sprain in the Colorado series. Corey Perry had a shoulder AC joint sprain in the New York series. Braden Point had a significant tear in his uh, quad in game seven of the uh, Toronto series. He's expected to make a full recovery. Uh, all of these guys are. Um, in, the, in the case of Point, it's a matter of probably a few more weeks before he's fully recovered. Uh, and Ryan McDonough uh, played with a mangled finger from uh, blocking a shot in the New York series. The last one is very okay. uh, professional <laughs> definition, mangled finger. I, Sammy, I was going to cut him off. I'm like, we only have an hour of a show. <laughs> that, that is one mash unit. Yeah. Oh, man. I just think playing people can't appreciate of all the things he listed there what it's like trying to play with like a, a bad shoulder, separated shoulder, dislocated shoulder, separated AC joint. Like you can't go take contact in the playoffs without going. Oh, this is going to be bad. Like every time you touch the puck or cut to the net or you know throw a punch or take a shot, it's brutal. They were just beleaguered. 
And let's let's not forget here that we are talking about the longest season in NHL history, one that uh, paused, one that uh, uh, was compressed. The ask was never higher on these athletes than it was in 2021-2022. And we're we're now talking about potential surgeries and coming back in September for training camp. Like, and, you know, Tim McAuliffe uh, brought it up uh, the other day on on his show when I was guesting is that uh, does someone need to kind of step in and the PA and, and all of that. And uh, the answer is yes and no. (laughs) The, The answer is yes. You need someone to step in and, and, and make sure that, uh, these guys aren't overextending themselves, but yet you say no because this is what makes our game so great. When we can, when we can look at them and, and and wonder for a split second if I would ever have the guts to go in there and and do what they've done. That's well, that's also the appeal. And like what, it's it's a really, it's a tough conversation to have because what is the the ass like? You could have the PA step in to make sure that no one is being pressured to play when they shouldn't, <clears throat> that no one is being forced to play when they shouldn't, all those sort of things. But at the end of the day, it's the players who want to play. You don't spend your whole life trying to get to the Stanley Cup final to be like, yeah, but when I'm 50, I don't want to be you know, hurting quite as much. It's like, no, you want to be 50 with a Stanley yeah. Cup and a limp. But, but you know that JB, it's not baseball. It's not uh, playing no. every day. They get to hang out in the sun and stand in the outfield for two and a half hours. Sometimes the ball doesn't even come to you. These guys are almost asked to play every day now. It's well, too but much. Keeper, so, but so what is the suggestion then? To, you know, that you would, that, 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 okay, sure. That, there's a conversation. But to me, there's no one who steps in and says, hey, uh, you know, Anthony Sorelli, you're, you can't play. And he's like, well, I can and I'm gonna. And they say, well, you're not allowed because we're protecting yeah. you. Like, so, he has the right to make that call. I, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. But uh, don't make him play uh, four games in five nights. Let's start mm-hmm. there. Let's start with uh, spreading it out. And I, I don't buy that, that crap that, uh, well, you know, they – they got to make their money to earn their uh, paycheck. It's like, uh, no, they should make the same amount of money and play 72 games. Just sorry, but uh, you just look at the owners and say haircut coming fellas. Yeah. That's your haircut. That's your haircut to protect your assets. And instead of making, uh, you know, a gazillion dollars, you only make a trillion dollars. Sorry. <laughs> it's just, you know, but you know that you're talking fantasy right now. Like, they're not going to accept that where the players play less and get paid the same. They're just not. Yeah. So I, yeah. I don't know what the solution is. I, I think I, I go back to what you said there, Kipper. I do take pride in the fact that hockey players play through this kind of stuff. Like, I, I don't know if that's like a Canadian thing or what that is, but like, it, it is. It's, I, it's led by my the Canadian sport, brand. Yeah, my favorite sport is the toughest one, where the guys are the toughest and they'll play through anything and they'll do whatever it takes to win the cup. Like that, I do take pride in that side of it. But on the other side, it is crazy how much hockey these guys played, especially over the last three, like oh, during the pandemic. The lightning, my now, God. Like it in an compact, like you know, we took two weeks off in the middle of the season, and we jammed all the games in at the end. Like the the Lightning swooned at the end of the year, probably because they were tired, and then they found another gear. Like 
it really is crazy the amount of hockey these guys played. So I, I but I do take the pride. I do love it. They're like, ah, a guy played with two, like Sorelli. How did he even like? He's like both my shoulders. I, like, <laughs> I how do you shoot a puck? How do you carry a puck? Sammy dislocated one, shoulder sprain the other one. And that's what the NHL or Sportsnet or you know any other uh, carrier. Uh, that's what they sell to guys like you. And you love it, oh, and, and you eat it, it up. I mean, oh yeah. They don't sell it. it like they used to. They don't at all like they used to. I think last year, I think Sportsnet put together a montage of all the shot blocks and the great work guys playing through pain, and people talked about it glorifying this, and you know, put. I don't know, man. I, I don't. JB, I, I don't. If even you don't think celebrate you... it, they're going through it anyway for nothing. But 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 it just uh, it, it it's sold naturally and organically. You don't have to put a commercial. You don't have to pump it up. They just they just see it. Sammy sees it. He doesn't need a commercial, right? Yeah, I, I mean, and they did get a hard time about it last year, and there wasn't anything like that this year. I don't know. I I just think it's it's you know the commitment to winning this cup is worth noting and worth celebrating and not hiding from. Uh, it's a tough spot. I get it. You know, I see my dad and I see my dad's friends and I see the damage that they incurred over their careers. I got a book coming out that touches pretty heavily on it um, and, and what these guys go through and how it affects them after their careers. I recognize that there are long-term costs here. I just am talking about practical solutions. How do you play hockey without asking guys to play, without playing through pain? I just don't know what the solution is. You accept this lifestyle to some extent, do you not? Let me you well, let me do. ask you this. So, of all the guys that uh, that Julian Brisewall listed off there with all their horrible injuries, right down to a mangled finger or whatever the hell that is, how many of them would not would say like if they even if they knew they were going to lose the Stanley Cup in six games, all of them would still have played the same amount of hockey. None of them would have changed anything. I I, I just I think it's the mentality of hockey players until you go back. Until like it changes, I guess at an earlier age. I don't know. It just seems like it's the mentality, and it's never going to change. I don't know. And I'm, I, I'm, I think there's oh, something there to this conversation, but they would none of them would yeah. not have played. And I want to get into that with Naz Kadri because he's a prime example, like a like a broken thumb, guys. Mm. And oh, no. now we're Can't talking shoot. about we're talking and uh, we're talking about uh, and I'm speaking in general with many of these guys. We're talking about needles freezing. <sighs> painkillers like it's it is their choice they are grown men but it, it's really set up jb the mm-hmm. system is yeah. set up where they really can't say no mm-hmm. it's a great point that's a great point it's true it is it is it is and so yeah like and that was talk- the case with with your dad yeah and that's the case in 2022 nothing's really changed the culture and the system is set up. You know, the way hockey is played, though, Nick, it's like, I don't, like, you have to block shots. You're allowed to block shots. You have to, you see guys sticking out their feet to get them in the way of the puck. And, like, it's not a game where you can have success without playing that certain way. So the only thing that can change is just a wider acceptance of guys not playing when they're hurt. You, instead of saying, you don't have to be injured, you just have to be hurt to not play. But you and I know, Nick, we've had teammates that you go, he could play that guy, right? Like, it's a thing where you're like this, you look at your teammates and go, we need you, can you help? And it becomes on the player, 
you're beholden to the other guys in the room. I don't know how much of a system or cultural thing that is just like, that's the nature of this sport. I guess we just need to be more accepting of guys not playing when they're hurt. It, it, you know what? It, that That's it in a nutshell, JB. It's like the, the system is so big and so massive that the system will always come first and the players come second. Yeah. That's it. And it, it's almost like a, a, a COVID where, you know, a few years ago, you, you're, you're mortified that, that people are dying. And then two and a half years later, uh, the numbers don't mean it as much to you. It's like, you know, you, okay, an, You've another seen casualty. You become numb. You become numb to it. And it's like, all right, like, you need two weeks, you're over it. You need three months and a respirator in a hospital or, or you die. Whatever the case is, we're moving on. We're, we're, we're living our lives. We're moving on. It's like, and that's what almost the injuries are in the National mm-hmm. Hockey League. It's like, okay, broken foot, surgery, out, uh, uh, Marchand out till Christmas, whatever. Like, we're moving on. And that's, yeah. I, I think that's where we're at right now. Yeah. Yeah. And listen, I, I don't want to, I'm not trying to be, uh, you know, a hard ass about it because I am sensitive to this. I've been through a lot in my own playing career with my own injuries and stuff that, you know, I know that I'm going to be dealing with till I'm dead. Um, you know, that I wonder if maybe I needed to go through some of it. So yeah, it's, it's brutal. It's brutal. And, and I just, I'm talking about practical solutions and what we changed. Less games is a viable option. Being more accepting of players missing games for being hurt and not injured. Other, you know, it's just a tough sport to say it to me to find real practical change here. And to Sammy's point, people love tough sports, right? They just love it. That's the appeal. I'll pay for that and I'll pay big money for that because it's real. That's what fans are saying. It's real. You see boxers that are 50 years old and you're and are not mentally okay, and it's like. You know, if you go into tough sports, you're going to get hurt. There's some acceptance of it. That's just a, a small part of the deal. We we have a very good Stamkos clip talking about playing through the injuries. If we want to uh, get to that, it's pretty love it. Let's, let's go to it. So let's 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 great segue. Out. Yeah. Uh, Stamkos on injuries, Santos. Sorry, bud. When when you do all that and you win, it's like, you know, it was. It was so worth it, and um, you know, make some of that stuff easier. When when you don't accomplish your goal, it's it's tough because it's you realize, you know, some of the sacrifices the guys made, you know, physically were were unbelievable. This was of of the three runs. I mean, this is the one we didn't win, but we might be the most proud of in terms of how hard it was to to get here because of what. You know, including what has gone on in the last two years, that accumulation, um, the expectation, um, the sacrifice, all those things that it took to get here. You're just extremely proud of, of, of what guys did. I mean, guys played through so much. And that's, that's just the expectation of this group. And, and that's pretty special when, when guys are willing to do whatever it takes to, to win. Um, you know, it's a special group. Wow. Not that I'm going to talk about any particular team, but 
when you're when you're losing in the first or second round in, in the playoffs and, and you watch these guys leave every last drop. Yeah, man, that's it's a reminder that uh some teams need to do a lot more. Well, oh, there's full well, buy and full commitment. He said, but he said to your point, he mentioned it there about the culture of that team. It's like that's the expectation that you play, right? So it's like in within that clip is the point that Kipper was talking about that the expectation from the Tampa Bay Lightning that if you're yeah. banged up, you play well, a little bit, right? And you know, go ahead. so Sammy, is it, I, I I thought those two words stood out to me as well: uh, accumulation and expectation. Those really stood out to me. The accumulation is the effect of multiple cup runs in a row and long seasons and short summers and COVID and all that. Really good point by Stamkos. Expectation to me, I thought he was referring to the expectation of the public that they win. That they're the favorites, they're the cup champ, like public yeah. expectations on them, which is a form of pressure, or, which or adds internal. to the pile. JB, internal? I, I internal just expectation, the, too, sure. It, 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 it's just what you expect out of yourself. And you are programmed now, and once you taste championship, uh, uh, it's it's easy to know what you have and, and what you don't have or what you just missed out on. And, that, you know, the other thing is, is losing is is easier when you've never experienced winning. There's that's it hurts more. And that's what I got out of him, that it hurts a lot more because we know what, we have a clip what it feels that. like yeah. on the other side. <laughs> Producer Sammy's on the ball. He has a clip of that too, if you'd like to hear Stamkos on that. Yeah, the, the other Stamkos clip there, Sam, man. It's almost harder to to wrap your head around when you know the feeling of winning. You know, you know what Colorado's doing right now and what's upcoming in the next couple of weeks like it's almost better you know to not know that feeling because you don't know what you're missing right and you don't know until you do it and this group has has done it most of us have done it the past couple years so that's the really hard part is knowing what they get to experience and share and live with for the next you know year really um and we don't have that anymore so that's 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 tough. So I have two images from 1994 that are that's burned in me. One was the sign "Now I Can Die in Peace" at yeah. Madison Square Garden. <laughs> the other one was Trevor Linden and Kirk McLean kind of consoling each other, and Trevor Linden with two hands covering his face. And just the utter emotional uh, pain of losing was so vivid to me. And I just remember for a split second Caring. on what was that. <laughs> no, yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, maybe a little bit. But but, but comparing my, my moment of the best moment of my life at the time, right, I'm single. I just won the Stanley Cup. Uh, to, oh my God, what's he feeling right now? I, I I did take that that split second to really look at that face and going, thank God I'm not on that side and I'm I'm not <laughs> yeah. feeling that pain right now. And yeah. here we are, 28 years later. And if you talk to Trevor Linden or Kirk McLean uh, or any other a guy. They're gonna feel that pain as much today as as they did June fourteenth, nineteen ninety four. And it's funny. 
Go that, ahead. That's what that's what Stammer's talking about. Yeah, it's funny hearing him and you wax philosophical about the quote, it's better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all. Like Stamco saying, like, it's almost easier to not know the pain. You know, he's feeling the pain because he's had the good times. He's had the love. It's supposed to be better that way, Stephen. So the philosophers it's, tell us. Exactly. It's, it's easier to be poor when you've never been rich. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I guess we're living it good over at my place then. That's fine. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, that's uh, – that's that's funny. Um, a really deeper discussion on the emotions that go into that for you know for you for Lyndon for Stamkos and these guys. Heavy stuff for uh, for a solemn group of men who don't usually wear their emotions on their sleeves. Yeah, we're gonna get to the happy place. We got Naz Kadri coming up uh, uh, soon, and and before we throw to that, uh, can we uh, talk a little bit about Tampa Bay and their, and their chance to come back? Because clearly. In uh, Julian's uh, voice, uh, this team's going to be very good for for a long time, and they're going to have their cracks again. But the one thing that uh, has to be noted is, uh, like a guy like Nick Paul, uh, Palat, UFA, is he going to be able to keep them? You want to throw to that clip, Sammy? Yeah, let's do it. I'm already have to make some tough choices at this point with your cap situation. Uh, we'd like to keep both those players and Jan Ruta if we could. Uh, I've already been in touch with all the all three of their agents uh, and had preliminary discussions over the last 36 hours. Um, we're going to do our best. I know all three of them would like to stay here and we'd like to keep them. But that's the case every year. They're, you know, sometimes we're able to work something out. Sometimes we can't. Uh, we'll know more in the coming days, weeks. But we'd like to be. We'd like to bring those guys back. Stanley Cup championship is the beauty of a Stanley Cup champion. Uh, JB, sorry to cut you off. Is that those those role players, man? They end up being as important uh, as your stars. And those two guys were phenomenal. I, I, they were, and I love the idea that he's like, we want them back. You know, no waffling. He says they want to come back. No waffling there either. But then he says, ah, but sometimes things don't work out, which means uh, you better take a discount. <laughs> you know, if you want, if you want to be here, the money's got to work for us. Yeah, and yeah, like Palat is hugely important to their success. Like hugely. What important a playoff to their success. player he is. He is, and like he's one of those guys that I, I love. Those guys that don't really have high point numbers in the regular season, but then like their points per game jump up in the playoffs. I just respect that type of player so much, and he's one of them. I I think they got a they got I, like would he take a hometown discount? Like I don't know what his contract situation's been for his whole career, but like probably his last chance to get paid here. But man, I, it's hard to picture them without Palat. No. Yes. Yes. And I'm 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 watching. I'm watching him real close. I think he's one of the smartest players out there. I like, know. The way he forechecks, the way he he uses his body. Like I don't could he get six somewhere else? Six and a half yes. million somewhere else? Yes. He's the embodiment of knowing when to be on the right side of the play, when to play defense, mm-hmm. when you gotta make the tougher play, and when you when you can make the skilled plays. He just he scores big goals for them. He's been in the moments. My God! If you you think look at all these guys get, that get money around the league, if you're not going to pay for a player like Andre Pilat, I and mean, come on, I don't know so, if yeah. if yeah, go ahead, Sammy. I was just going to say he just finished a contract where he was making uh, five point three million dollars per year. What Coleman just get six by 
five by five, yeah, six, that, something. You know, he's making range. more than Blake Coleman. Mm-hmm. The one thing. He's 31, it, though. He's yeah, 31. He could sign a four-year deal for $25 million. I think he's that good. I, th- yeah, I think that's I think a that's lovely fair. contract for him. The one for thing him. that people, uh, <laughs> I don't, they know of it, but I don't know if they truly know that the the uh, financial ad, uh, advantage of uh, a market like Florida with no state tax and and Stamkos on the on on paper taking two and a half three million dollars less uh, than than a market like Toronto or or anywhere else, and and understanding that when you go dollar to dollar, value to value, that uh, it, it works out the same at at his what eight eight and a half, and it's, it's a massive advantage. It's a massive advantage. So if if Palat takes five and a half and he can get six and a half somewhere else, he's better off staying in Florida, guys, essentially. I yeah, wonder, do you think the league should open its mind a little bit to allowing teams in higher tax states and provinces to spend a little bit more? To say, oh. hey, you know, th- this way you can offer the players the same amount of take-home money? That's a slippery As a Toronto Maple Leaf fan, I love that idea. That is a Take-home money idea, per Marty. team. That's what you can offer your players. It's my new plan. Love that idea. Great job, that, Morty. <laughs> yeah, Thanks. that uh, not a chance. Not a chance. You can't be at the mercy of uh, state tax. Could disappear tomorrow, uh, and then where are you? Yeah. Well, I guess then you take take it away. Take it away. They're they're bonus money. <laughs> I, as long as the players get to take home the same amount, that's my that's my new plan, Kipper. All right. Uh, you want to throw in a Vasilevsky? Uh, uh, quote or uh, a uh, Kipper's Clipper before we go to uh, uh, Naz? That's not great. You don't like it? <laughs> it's okay. It, it, well, it's why'd okay. you put it in the lineup? <laughs> put, you, I don't know, because I was putting clips in there, but we talked about other better stuff. It's not that great, so let's get to Kadri. All right. All right. All right. Like we said, Naz Kadri. As promised, one of the stars of the 2022 Stanley Cup Final, uh, Naz Kadri, is joining us now, an exclusive on Real Kipper and Bourne. Uh, I don't even know where to begin, uh, Naz, but uh, if we go back to Sunday night, the moment the seconds ticked off the clock to right now, what has your life been like? Oh, it's, it's been, uh, you know, it's been incredible. You just kind of sit back and, and try to reflect and, uh, you know, just try to soak it all in as much as possible. So, you know, it's it's honestly, uh, you know, hasn't really set in 100% quite yet. I think, you know, the parade's on Thursday. Once that all goes down, I think it'll uh, start to set in a little more. But just a lot of excitement, a lot of pride, and, uh, you know, couldn't be happier. If, uh, if, if we went back to, what, uh, game three versus the Edmonton Oilers uh, and, and you go down, um, you know, where is your thought process on on how bad the injury was? To hearing that it was broken, to is my season over? Or am I going to have a chance to come back? Um, yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was a, a bit of an emo- emotional roller coaster for sure. Uh, you know, as soon as, as soon as it happened, you know, I, I knew my hand was broken, and uh, you know, I knew it wasn't going to be good, but. Um, you know, just kind of tried not to lose hope. And, you know, I knew it was going to be, uh, you know, definitely going to be a challenge um, just, you know, based on the timeline it takes to fully recover. But, you know, it was almost just a, a race against time. And, 
uh, I was going to do whatever it took to, to get back in the lineup. So, um, you know, I had a lot of great, uh, great help, great staff, um, worked with a lot of great people, and, um, you know, I was able to get back in time. Just in terms of, uh, was, it a, was it a cast? Uh, I would imagine you took a couple of needles and, 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 and froze it up, but were you able to use it, or were you, did you just depend on the rest of your hand? Uh, yeah, I mean, well, I, I've learned a lot about, you know, fingers and thumbs and hands throughout this whole process, really more than I'd like to know. And, uh, you know, I guess your thumb is like, you know, 70% functionality of your entire hand. And, uh, you know, so it was pretty difficult to, to maneuver around, and I understood it was going to be a challenge. Couldn't really hold my stick that tight. Uh, couldn't really shoot the puck, but, you know, we, we froze it up. It was a bit of a challenge just because it was multiple breaks in different places, so I couldn't really freeze the bottom of my hand because I still had to feel my stick and, and stick handle. So, um, you know, just you know, fighting through the pain was kind of inevitable, and uh, I just had to do uh, do whatever it took. So, how has it felt? Um, you know, the validation of a, a life's work for you, Naz, get, getting it done. Has there been a sense of relief? Has it been? What has the 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 state been like for you now that you're a few days removed from it? Um, yeah, it did definitely a little relief. You know, just pure happiness and joy. I mean, this is what we work for, and uh, you know. It's nice, uh, you know, all the hard work you put in to, to try to get back. And, uh, you know, really in the back of your head, you're thinking, you know, it all might be for nothing. So, uh, you know, I'm glad we we got the results we wanted. And, uh, you know, we stuck together as a team. Uh, very resilient, you know. I think, you know, one of the most comebacks in postseason history. Um, you know, so that just shows you the character we had. And, you know, we, we were definitely going to go down swinging. I gotta ask you, Naz. You know, you know it's coming because uh, I, I think when we when we talk about post game Stanley Cup interviews, yours will go down as one of the most famous ones uh, in history. Now, um, we're all motivated different ways, uh, but with those simple words of uh, "kiss my ass," was there was there anyone in particular that you were talking to? <laughs> um, no, it was pretty uh, pretty generalized. You know, I know uh, there's been a lot of critics and a lot of scrutiny. And, um, you know, on the flip side of that, I've, I've had a ton of supporters and, you know, all my fans and, and family and friends have, uh, you know, stuck by my side through, uh, you know, through the thick and thin. Um, you know, that's, you know, I know there's a lot of doubt and a lot of doubters out there, especially when it came down to po- the postseason. But, uh, you know, no no better way to top that off with, uh, with a championship. So, um, you know that's that's for everybody that didn't believe. Well, yeah, and it, does that did that push you along along the way? Like people saying that you are this or that you're that. Or you, you mentioned the word that you're a liability or whatever. Was that motivating? And and I guess that would that make it extra sweet having proved that you're not. Of course, I mean all, all along, you know, I, I had belief in myself, and I, I I knew I wasn't. You know that that wasn't. Uh, Right. you know, a factor at all. It's not like, you know, you listen to the white noise and, and almost, uh, you know, start to convince yourself. But, um, you know, I, I knew I could be uh, an impact player and, and a guy that my teammates could count on. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm definitely not a selfish uh, person or a player. So, you know, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm going to, you know, do whatever it takes for our team to, to come out on top. And, um, you know, 
Hey, it's just all white noise. At the end of the day, that comes with professional sports. You're gonna have uh, you're gonna have lots of doubters, and you know it's just nice to nice to silence them. We're joined with Nazem Kadri, star center for the Colorado Avalanche and now Stanley Cup champion. Um, Naz, we know it's the latest NHL season in history and uh, you, you want to soak it up uh, as much as you can, but we know that there's free agency uh, coming down uh, uh, the pipe here real fast here. Uh, how much is that on your mind? Now, someone had whispered to me that uh, uh, your owner had made it abundantly clear when you won the Stanley Cup that uh, he wants you back, which must be a great feeling. Um, but, you know, uh, thoughts on uh, the realities of that happening or, or testing the market? Uh, is is that in your thought process already, unfortunately, with the, the time uh, restrictions? Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, certainly something you, you think about and uh, it's in the back of your mind. But, you know, honestly, I'm just trying to trying to be in the moment. And, you know, I don't want to, I don't want uh, anything to take away from, you know, from this experience and my experience in, in winning and enjoying this with my family and my teammates. So, you know, that's kind of, um, you know, obviously there's not a whole lot of time, but, you know, I'm, I'm definitely going to take a few days to just, you know, think and enjoy um you know the the Cronkies have been great uh good great supporters of mine and uh made it clear to me that they'd like me to stay also but we understand you know there's a business aspect involved and um you know we're 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 going to try to work together so you, your first choice is to stay in Colorado correct uh i mean how can it not be <laughs> you know with this uh, with, with this team and this group of guys but you know that being said uh you know, I think uh, you know I've, I've shown what my worth is, and um, you know I'm just looking looking forward to, to watching this all develop. So it sounds unlikely that uh, you'll be signing in Toronto. Will you be bringing the Stanley Cup to Toronto? Do you have plans for what you're going to do with your day with the cup? Yeah, I mean it's something you, you know you kind of think about a little bit, but uh, you know this being my first time, I still got to figure out how, how everything works really, and, and where I'm going to take it. And uh, you know I'd obviously like to. Um, start in my hometown of London, Ontario, and just share it with my community down there. And um, they, they've been, you know, great supporters of mine throughout my whole career. So, probably start off, you know, I'm sure we'll uh, we'll make our way down to Toronto. So, I'm, I'm sure it'll make an appearance at some point. Well, we're uh, we're looking forward to uh, to seeing it one way or another here in the city of Toronto. <laughs> just don't uh, just be a little low key for those uh, hardcore Leaf fans because you know how they how jealous they get, right? Yeah, yeah, it's all good. You know, I've uh, you know I've got a lot of supporters in Toronto too, which I'm very thankful for. So, you know what? You know, maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll give them a glimpse. There you go. Hey, listen. Um, Enjoy uh, the, the 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 time that you have between now and, and the parade, and then obviously uh, free agency. Man, uh, soak it all up. Uh, you're gonna it's gonna be a I'm blink of an eye, and you're sure. gonna be like me 28 years later. Uh, so uh, soak it all <laughs> oh, in. Oh, don't now. tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> Naz Kadri yeah, from Colorado, Stanley Cup champion on the Real Kipper and Bourne Show. Thanks, Thanks for doing Naz. this, Naz. All right, boys, no problem. We'll see you later. So kind of Nazem Kadri to uh, go between uh, drag racing from party to party uh, in Colorado uh, to join us. And uh, you certainly felt the, the, the joy in his voice, eh, JB? Yeah, no, it's got to be satisfying, and particularly when there's been so much doubt about you as an individual to, to get to 
to reach that mountaintop and prove people wrong. It's pretty awesome. Sammy, you okay? You enjoyed that? Uh, when I was speaking of jealous Toronto fans, I was I was really talking to you. <laughs> I know. You right. <laughs> can't even handle it. <laughs> All right, we'll let he's you gonna, take this pause. He's, he's gonna he's gonna bring it back to Toronto when he deserves to. There you go. That's it in a nutshell. Okay, we're gonna take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, uh, we'll touch on a few news and notes. Uh, and including Hockey Canada sponsors bailing out. What does that mean, short-term, long-term? We'll get into that after the break. You're listening to Real Kipper and Born, show number 187. Discussing the biggest stories that matter to Toronto sports fans. The Fan Morning Show with J.D., Blake, and Alish. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. As we mentioned before break, Hockey Canada sponsors like Scotiabank, Canadian Tire, TELUS, all pausing their relationship with Hockey Canada. Uh, Justin Bourne, Sam McKee, Real Kipper and Bourne. Did we anticipate this uh, getting as ugly as it, as it, uh, it, it appears right now? Is it, uh, is this just scratching the surface of uh, what's a, what lies ahead? Uh, Let's start with you, Justin. Well, it's crazy. We always talk about how, you know, to actually make a difference, what needs to happen is follow the dollars, right? The people with the money need to speak up and make a change. And this is a um, a good example of, of I guess, these companies saying, you know, we're, we're not happy with the way things have gone and speaking with their dollars. I think that puts Hockey Canada in a position where they need to make tangible change. And let's be real, like, that's a big organization that's gone largely unchecked for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's such a bad thing to have an extra, you know, ha- have some scrutiny on what's going on at Hockey Canada. That that was, sorry, there's a garbage truck going by my house right now, boys. I don't know if that's coming across, but it sounds <laughs> no, really loud to me. So um, I just... I think that's the really good point there that you made, Borny, that one that I always think about with Hockey Canada is just the stuff that's gone on behind the scenes there that's just never been looked at forever because it's just this conglomerate. They get money. Hockey Canada's so good. Like, we're so sick at hockey. Like, the World Juniors is one of the biggest events. Like, I, I don't know where this goes, but I think that August World Juniors has just got a bit of a stink to it now, no? Like... Do you st- like you still let them run it? Like, how does that go? Like, is the CHL run it? Like, what happens with that? It's a it's I, like a big question. I assume they're still going to try. Um, and you know, the way it's been described to me is a lot of people really don't know how how, much, how deeper this story goes or how much you're able to reveal. And I only say that because, again, as it was described to me. Um, to now go deeper to find names or timelines. Uh, a lot of this, where we are today, was dictated by the alleged victim. So, you know, in saying that, if if she's not in a position now to want to go any further, then I think Hockey Canada is restricted, as again, as I'm told, is by, they're restricted by individual rights law that they can't do anything further. So I, I, I just... Uh, I don't know where the whole story goes. I don't think it's going to go away quickly here, um, but uh, it, it it's just, I think, a scenario where uh, if the alleged victim uh, doesn't want to 
go any further. I don't think it goes any further. It's simple as that. You know, I wonder what the list of uh, requests or whatever from these corporations are of Hockey Canada. Like, what specifically do you want to see happen to maintain that relationship? And, and if, you know, I I don't know, and I don't know what that would entail, but uh, e- either way, you got to believe it would be pushing ha- Hockey Canada in the right direction. You know, I talked earlier in the show about players being willing to make a sacrifice for the game and yada yada this is where things are seedy and shady and the culture uh, it doesn't feel trustworthy and whatever this is the stuff that needs to get rooted out and fixed in in the hockey world to me so i i don't yeah. think it's such a bad thing again well you make a you, you make a really good point here because sponsors uh it doesn't appear like they're bailing on hockey canada but pausing. they are pausing. pausing which is a big difference here so uh they're being cautious as they should and they're probably waiting for some some facts or maybe getting some more information with an investigation but if it doesn't if the investigation doesn't go any further then it'll be uh interesting but you know this is no different than maybe uh, any athlete that has an endorsement deal that uh, does you know something bad or in Appropriate behavior and they just uh, they wait and see and they let more facts come out before they they decide what to do further and I think that's what we're just where we're at right now this is this is them just stepping back and, and waiting to see where the, the dust settles yep that makes sense to me 100% alright um, on that note uh, we think that the Boston Bruins may be naming a head coach pretty soon yeah you were doing Quinn. You guys think David Quinn? Does that sound? Uh, yeah, that's how we mentioned Jacobs. We mentioned that. Uh, I probably would believe that uh, he he got his second or third interview, whatever they need. Uh, I was told uh, what three days ago that he was the leading candidate. So, uh, kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, and we haven't really, you know, I haven't personally heard another name that feels there that was as far along as Quinn, and the the hiring is coming fairly quick after those rumors. Connecting A to B to C here feels like uh, David Quinn will end up being the coach of Boston. I hope, you know, I, or sorry, I should say he's from hope, the area, I, isn't he? He's East Coast like U.S. A, guy, I'm pretty sure. I thought he was like Rhode Island, maybe. Oh yeah, he'd be, uh, he'd have that uh, home flavor there, uh, Boston. For sure, and I I gotta think with his experience in New York, yeah, Rhode uh, he he'd, he'd be a uh, a better coach for it. I mean, that's a tough market. Boston would be an equally tough market. He'd have to come in mm-hmm. there and uh, and uh, especially with Patrice Bergeron coming back, uh, he'd he'd be under the gun to 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 push hard, he, even without uh, McAvoy and uh, and Marchand to start. There's such, such strange dynamics in the NHL that don't exist at a level that I played hockey, Kipper, where players can legitimately have so much more cachet and clout and respect in the dressing room than their head coach. Like when Jeremy Colleton takes over Chicago, it's still Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane's team. It just you know, this, this is Marchand and Bergeron's team. So that coach has to find a way to ingratiate himself to those guys, to the dressing room. It's a, a real challenge to still maintain authority while at the same time almost being second fiddle to some of the players. Yeah, um, Jeremy came in with literally, uh, or 
figuratively, uh, no bullets in his gun. They, they gave him Kane, no chance. Kane, Kane and Jonathan Taves looked at him and, and said, uh, you know, scratched their heads going, like, who is this guy? That's well, that that, that yeah. put him behind the eight ball right away. And it, I, it, I, honestly, it wasn't I don't think he ever situation. caught up. No. Right? Um, on the injury front, uh, Anthony DeClaire, uh, speaking of injuries, as we started off uh, the top of the show, uh, suffered an Achilles tendon <laughs> in- injury. Oh, um, I Although I've, I've never experienced one. I know a lot of people that have. Yeah. I think it's a yeah. – now, I don't know uh, to what degree his injury is, but uh, incredibly painful. And they're not quick. You know, my dad uh, snapped his playing racquetball, and he tried. To, he wanted to fight the guy behind right. him because he thought the guy sl- smacked him with a racket. Like it just feel the impact. I guess that that thing snapping is not fun. I'm told from several people. So hey, uh, our before, thoughts with him. Before we go, I just want to give a quick shout out to Dylan Strom, who uh, was caught on yeah. camera at the Jays game yesterday. Uh, MF and Tyler Danish on the mound. He looked like a guy that had come in on the go train from Ajax and had had one too many Bud Lights. So I absolutely love, 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 love Dylan Strom at the Jays game, yelling like a normal fan. Uh, bring him home, Dubas. He's he's got the passion. Oh my! He, 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 would he not go to instant fan favorite yeah. just oh, from that yeah. clip just last that video night alone? Yes, hundred percent. All right, Kyle, us. if you're listening. Dylan Stroh, make him a Toronto Maple Leaf Bring for him our home. boy Sammy. Bring him home. Okay, our thanks to Nazem Kadri, who uh, made a huge effort in joining us. We're back tomorrow, Real Kipper and Bourne.